random shit. <laughs> I like random shit. About how you don't play enough Diablo to know what Ubaloobalies are. I'm embarrassed. I so I'm pretty sure that Ubaloobalies is something you've made up. I think you're already drunk. And I think you're just saying random words and trying to make me think no, that there's something. No, everybody that plays Diablo knows what Ubaloobalies are. Well, I play Diablo and I don't know what they are, so clearly not everybody. Because you're not special. Special Ed, why don't you turn that mic to your over here so people can actually hear you? Can you know the little thing that you go down to the lady that that has like the little money bag icon uh-huh. in Kobashad? Uh huh. Where you can spend the stuff to get items from her? Okay. I don't go to her, but okay. Those are the Obolubolis. And and why is it called that? Because that's how you pronounce... It's spelled O-B-O-L-S, but it's pronounced Obolubolis. You're making that up. That's how it should be pronounced, it's Obolubolis. You're an idiot. <laughs> Me and my team and the group that I play with have decided that's what they're called, so that's what they're called. Well, I can't just help like, it that all of you guys are idiots. Just like I texted the group that I play with, and I said... <laughs> That Cricket hasn't played enough Diablo yet because she doesn't even know what Ubaloobalies are. <laughs> and when you hear a message back, she ain't living life then. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast for another week. And I apologize because it's been two weeks since our last podcast. Because we recorded a podcast last week. But to be perfectly honest, it was a shitty podcast. And I didn't have the wherewithal to actually post the damn thing so it is no more we talked for an hour and it went away and uh wasted an hour of my life. wasted an I don't hour like of this your one. life you don't like the one well here let me have let me have it and i'll switch with you i don't want that i want my wine okay well i don't have any of your wine it's in the fridge well go get some i'll i'll vamp for a minute let me taste it let me taste it. It's bubbly wine. It's bubbly riscotto. It's the riscotto that I like, but it's bubbly. I don't like it. Hmm. It's definitely different. I don't think I like it either. Well, I mean, we, we try wine. Ow, so. You talk while I go get my uh, the good wine. Well, maybe take your, take your headphones off before you drag them shush, all the way on. Shush, <laughs> Don't tell me to shush. That's right. This is this is that kind of podcast tonight. You're a good woman, I wouldn't have to tell you shush. You yeah, yeah. Well, we managed to uh, spend way more money than we should have today, which was fun. But we actually went on a date, which we haven't been on a date in a while, and that was kind of nice because we hadn't we hadn't been in a position where we could go on a date, and we went on one today. And I took you to a restaurant that you'd been wanting to go to, and you took me to an ice cream shop. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. And you, and you even had to spend more money than what you were planning on spending. And of all places, and explain why, Subway. Oh, well, that pissed me off. Right? So we go in there because the kids had requested Subway sandwiches, and we were like, okay, we went and had a nice meal, so we'll at least bring you back a Subway sandwich. And uh, so we, we were, I was getting the kids their sandwiches, and I get down to the part where you have to pay, and it said add a tip. Well, I didn't want to add a tip. Number one, because I'm not tipping you off of this freaking Subway sandwich because you're not getting paid tipped wages. You're getting paid an hourly wage, and there's a difference, okay? So, also on top of that, we had to wait when we came in because she was in the back on her phone, and then 
on top of that, when she actually came out and finally acknowledged that we were there, she was still on her phone and she stayed on her phone the entire time, like talking to her friend instead of acknowledging me and figuring out what I needed. So I was like, I'm not fucking tipping you. Are you kidding me? Wait, she stayed on the phone the whole time? She was on the phone the entire transaction, talking with her friend. We need to make a complaint about that. Yeah. Go, go full Karen and, and, and I'm not trying to be a Karen, honestly. I'm not. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm on the phone with you a lot when, when I'm up at up the rental place. But you don't talk to me. But I don't me. talk to you. You're just in my ear. Right. While, and, I, and I'm fully engaged with the customer. And then when the customer's gone, then I'll talk to you. But she was like fully having a conversation with her friend while I was up there trying to get my sandwiches. Right. So we get to the end and I go to pay and it says, how much of a tip do you want to leave? And I'm like, zero. And I ran my card and she says, oh, it didn't take the card. Try it again. And then it asked me if I wanted to tip again. And I was like, zero. And it took, and she said, okay, it didn't take the card. Try it again. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I said, I bet I know what this shit is. So I put in a $2 tip and it, and it magically took my card when I put in a tip. Hmm. I was like, that is some shady shit right there. But that, uh, I tell you what, next time I go in there, because it, it allows you to leave like cents, at dollars and cents as a tip, I'll leave her a fucking one cent tip. I don't even care. But they're not getting a tip out of me again. No, that was bullshit. That was absolute bullshit. I, and, I, and look, I'm in customer service. There's a way that you have to be with customers. And you at least need to acknowledge them and remain present throughout the transaction. Yep. I mean, that's like bare minimum. <laughs> bare minimum that you have to do. But, oh, speaking of customer service, I was at my car rental place today because they convinced me. They called me at fucking 10 o'clock last night is when Tyrus called me, asking me to come in today. And if I hadn't been smoking, I'd have told him where he could go. <laughs> But I had been smoking. To so I wasn't. Double hockey sticks. That's right. But I had been smoking, and so I was a little bit more pliable. I was a little bit more willing to listen. And he said he had two people out with COVID. <clears throat> Could I please come in and work until at least 1 o'clock? And I was like, no, I'm not working until 1. I'll work till 12. And I'll come in. I'll work like 8.30, 9 o'clock to 12. And then I'm going home. So it gets to be about 12 o'clock. We've got two or three people in line. I was like, okay, well, I'm about to leave. There's two, the guy that was supposed to be replacing me came in at a few minutes after 12. I waited till he got there. So he's there now. Well, the other lady decided that 12 o'clock is when she needed to go take her break. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, there's a lady, a, a customer walks up to her as she's leaving out. Is like demanding to be helped. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll take care of this woman. You know, it's fine. Miss Jerry, go ahead and go on your break. I'll take care of this woman. She said, okay. So we're, I'm already starting this transaction at, I don't know, 12.05, 12.08, something like that. I'm supposed to have already been gone. But I am staying out of the goodness of my heart. The first thing that this woman says to me is, I don't mean to be racist, but white people need to slow down. And I'm looking at this woman and she's as white as I am. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> can I have your credit, your driver's license and credit card? She goes, you need to slow down. I was like, 
Alrighty. Credit card and driver's license, please. Because that's what we gotta have to start this transaction. She literally moves like she's moving through peanut butter to reach for her stuff that she has in her little pouch that's on her arm. I cannot express to you how deliberately slowly this woman moved to get the stuff that I was requesting. And then she starts into this big long thing about how she's Native American. She didn't say Native American. She said Indian, which makes me think she's not actually Native American because mm -hmm. that's not what they call themselves. Um, but she called herself an Indian and she said that um, she starts talking about the poor treatment that they get on the reservations or as she calls it a concentration camp. And, you know, like all this stuff that she's saying, I'm like... Okay, like, number one, I, this is not a part of our transaction, so I could give a shit. You know, like, I don't care. Just let's just get you on the road. And then most of what she's saying is feeling to me like a white person trying to make me feel bad about stuff. And I'm like, okay, because number one, she doesn't have... And, and this, this is me judging her off her appearance. She doesn't look Native American, and she doesn't have a Native American name even slightly she's got a hippie name she, her name was phoenix okay that is the name <laughs> that your parents gave you when you were born in the 60s on a hippie commune okay that's what that is that is not a native american name so so anyway she keeps going on and on about the plight of the native american i'm like whatever i don't care so i'm trying to give her this car well we finally get to the end of this transaction where she's got to pay and at this point we're 20 minutes in just because of all the back and forth and all the bullshit that she's been talking to me and talking at me about. And I'm just trying to keep my customer service smile on my face, which you should see it. It's beautiful. You can tell it's fake, but you can't like get me in trouble for having a fake smile. It's, it's that kind of fake smile. You know, like <laughs> if anybody was to look at me on camera, they'd be like, no, she's smiling. Why are, why are you getting pissy about it? You know, but it's obvious. Like if you're right there in front of me, that it's like a totally fake smile. It's a condom. <laughs> Condesc condescending smile e extremely condescending <laughs> so i swipe this woman's card and it declines and i'm like motherfucker <laughs> and then she's like well try it again i know there's enough money on it and so i tried it again and there wasn't enough money on it and i said does you have anything else that you want to try and she said no she said you won't take debit cards i said no i won't take debit cards because it's the airport and then <laughs> and she said well i'm gonna have to call the the uh credit card company and uh, get them to get them to increase my my limit or or something. Figure out why it's not going through. And I'm like, oh motherfucker. And at this point, we've got a line that's building up behind her. So now I'm stuck here with this woman and these other people that are in line, thinking that I'm going to take care of them when she's finally freaking gone, right? <clears throat> so she calls her insurance. She calls her credit card company and loudly talks about her credit. And it's just basically making an ass of herself in the line. And so I finally, finally just tell her, ma'am, you're going to have to step to the side. I've got a line here. You're going to have to move. So I handed her back all her stuff. She moved two inches to the right, just enough where another person could come through. Well, another person came up that I had previously been trying to help, and I finally got her taken care of. Um, uh, the, in the meantime, Phoenix over here is still having the loud conversation with her fucking 
credit card company trying to get them to extend her some more credit so she can get this car. And uh, so I get this other lady helped. And then she finally, then Phoenix finally comes back in front of me and she tells me that she's got it worked out. And if I can just make the price be this much, then the credit card will go through. Well, I threw a $75 credit on there just to get her the fuck out of my line and ran the card again, declined. She's like, well, I got to call them again. I was like, motherfucker. Now she's got to call them again. She said, well, it had this much on there because there was this much of a charge. And, and, and I was like, look, I said, look, I can't, I can't do another credit. I can't decrease the price anymore. I said, the only thing that you could possibly do is just bring the car back a day sooner. And if you bring the car back a day sooner, it'll drop one of the days off that you're paying for. And then you can do this. And she said, well, let's do that. So I dropped one of the one of the days off. I, I continued the $75 discount, which my manager had already said I couldn't, I couldn't do the discount any higher than that, even if I had wanted to. He's like, no, you can't do that anymore. And so um, we finally get this thing working, and I run her card again, and it finally goes through. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I don't even believe in Jesus, but I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> please just get the fuck out of my lawn and so uh, she gets uh, she finally leaves out of my tell her where to go she leaves uh, i would like to have told her where to go but i told her where to go to find the car <laughs> and she jumps out of line and then immediately the person behind her like comes running toward me so that they can get in line so that they don't miss anything and i'm like nope I was supposed to have gotten off 45 minutes ago because at this point it was it was 12:45. This is how long this is, this one transaction has taken like 45 fucking minutes just to get this woman out of here. And I told the woman that came up to the counter, I was like, nope, I was supposed to get off like an hour ago. I'm gone. And I grabbed my shit and I ran out of there. And then as I'm running out of there, Phoenix, who is now looking for her car in the parking garage, tries to flag me down to show her where the car is. And I just walk like I pretend like I just don't even see her and I just keep walking toward the car I'm like nope nope I'm done I'm done with you woman I'm done for the day but holy shit I have never wanted to punch a woman as much as I wanted to punch this woman today it's like I understand advocating for people I understand making sure people know that other people are not treated appropriately but there's a time and a place and getting your rental car is not when you need to go social justice on people you know I get it. like i don't give a shit about the plight of the red man when i'm trying to rent you a car <laughs> <laughs> i ha there, i have i have a different space in my life for that <laughs> but oh my god today was so irritating i don't know why everybody decided to just be a jackass today but that was that was my fun day at the at the rental agency. <laughs> so I came home and I was already irritated. <laughs> well, I, you, I had a rough morning at work this morning. Tell me about it. Well, we got our two guys that come in from Memphis, and then we got two one guy that comes in from Dallas. And I get there at four in the morning, and these guys usually don't get from back from Memphis till about five thirty, six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And our Dallas guy never gets back to like seven or later. Mm -hmm. But this morning, 
one of the guys from Memphis got there at like 4.15 or 4, yeah, about 4.15, 4.20. And the other one pulled in like five minutes after him. And he was, he had an empty trailer. So we unloaded that one trailer and then we were done at, we were done with his trailer by 4.45. Okay. And I sat in the office and got paid until 7.15 watch, to, to watch TikTok until the other guy showed up from <laughs> Dallas. That's the best kind of job right there. It's like we sat around and did a whole lot of nothing <laughs> while we were waiting for him to get there. So it was, it was a nice little easy morning getting paid to basically, like I said, just not really do anything, which I think, you know... I think all jobs should have days where you get to do that, where you, you know, like sit there and get paid for doing nothing. That would be awesome. I think every job should allow that. Right. But anyway. Uh, oh, my foot's the, better. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Um, so you guys don't know this because I didn't post the podcast last week, but I dropped a two 15 pound weights on my foot at the gym and i'm pretty sure i broke my toe <laughs> it's horrible um because i dropped them they they rolled off the weight bench and they landed on my foot at the same place and um it's been disgusting but it looks a whole lot better this week and i can move it and it it's better like one right after another you get shit dropped on your foot it's horrible it was like a total of 30 pounds like bam right there and uh, my my foot is like all shades of, uh, of different colors of bruises. Yeah, it's all nasty looking. Looks like you got mold growing on it. I know it's terrible. I showed it to Aaron, and Aaron's like, "Why do you keep showing me your nasty foot?" <laughs> right. I mean, he's got a point. <laughs> it's because my nasty foot is interesting. Looks like you got an out of control case of foot fungus. I know it's horrible. <laughs> but that's been my week. I've been hiding it in my shoes, though, so it's okay. You can't really see it. But thinking of talking about weeks and bad weeks and good weeks, mm-hmm. I think the NFL season got started off on a good note Thursday. Tell me about it. The fact that the defending Super Bowl <laughs> champs Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs took on the always horrible and abysmal Detroit Lions <laughs> and Detroit beat them. I had that on my list to talk about tonight, too. Detroit beat them. I did not see the game. From what I understand, that there were some several passes that Mahomes threw that should have easily been caught. Well, the guy he was throwing him to just, like, dropped him. I mean, just obvious, just like, oh, my God, they just fell out of my hand. It's almost like the guy was working for the other team. It's like somebody said, well, they're going to send him to the doctor. To get his hands checked, he said they don't. I mean, they're not. Nothing's broke. But they just don't work. <laughs> what is his name? Oh, uh, 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 something Tory, um, but Camarcus Ka- Tory or something like that. Anyway, yeah, they were talking about because uh, TikTok has been roasting him. Oh well, yeah, all freaking week. For. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, having Detroit because that was Detroit's first time in either six or seven years. To win their season opener. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you said that on paper Detroit doesn't look very good, but you no, know they look horrible. Uh, but they on, actually played really well. Yeah, so I mean, on paper is not where it counts. It's right. you know that's why you played the game, right? You get in there. Oh, well, this team is supposed to beat that one. Yeah, but then you never know. Now they may play each other again later in the season, and the Chiefs may just destroy them. Who knows? But they still got that on them. They beat them. There was one pass that Mahomes threw. I'm not 100% sure who to blame for that specific pass being dropped, but it hit the receiver right here. People can't see where right here is. You need to explain yourself. Uh, well, I'm, I'm showing you. I it's know what you need. Right to... here, right yeah. here and where, where his legs meet his body. So right in the groin area. Right in the groin area. And it was almost like, he couldn't get his hands down to it, but then again, he should have been able to because he was crouched down to receive the pass. So it was just, it was a very weird. I mean, I, I've seen guys have passes thrown to them, and these NFL guys, you know, and they stick their hands up, and the ball goes straight by their hands and, like, hits them in the helmet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, if you wouldn't hit that guy in the numbers on his chest, he might would have caught it. <laughs> Did you know that Jose Altuve got four home runs in a game against the Rangers this last week? No, he didn't. He did, too. He got four home runs in the game against the Rangers. He got three of them before the Rangers even finished their round, their lineup. Yeah. Look it up. Jose Altuve got four home runs. Now, I know Ho- Ho- Jose Altuve recently... Hit for the cycle. Yeah, and he got four home runs in a row against the Rangers. Yeah, look that up. Oh, you keep jabbering. <laughs> I like Jose Altuve because, I, I mean, I tell you, that man leaves freaking everything on the field. Freaking everything. Because it doesn't matter what that first pitch is. He's swinging at it, and he is going to swing for the fences. He's going to come out of his shoes on that first pitch. Doesn't matter what you throw him. And sometimes he knocks it out, and sometimes he doesn't. What's going on in this game? Does it, we're watching the Texas A&M and Miami game. One of the uh, Miami players got hurt. Looks like one of the – yeah. And everybody's just kind of standing on the field, you know, hoping this guy gets up or whatever. But they've got, like – they don't have the – Okay, Al Tuve, who had homered in five of his last six at-bats, after his third inning at-bat on Tuesday – had two chances to become the first second baseman in baseball history to hit four home runs in a game, but to no avail. He grounded out in the fifth and struck out in the seventh before Baker removed him from a blowout game. So, no, he did not hit four home runs in a game. You were wrong. You mean t- Bam, you mic mean, drop. You Boop. mean TikTok lied to me? Boom. Now, he did hit in five of his last, like, he went for a point in a six at bat stretch where he hit five home runs and six at bats. But it was two home runs from the previous game, and then his first three at bats in this game, he hit a home run. He had five at bats that game. He hit a home run, a home run, a home run, a ground out, and then a, uh, and a strikeout. In a trip around the majors, Jose Altuve hit his fourth home run in four innings while facing the Texas Rangers. 
I'm looking at it right here. But they were not in the same game. I said four home runs in a row. You said four home runs in a game is what you said. Okay, well, hang on. Let me see. Four home runs in four innings. Let's see. It's, it does Okay, so this is this, – okay. So he hit one, one in like the ninth inning and then one in the first, one in the second, one in the third. Well, he got three homers in a day. Well, yeah. Yeah, okay. So he homers in the first three at-bats against the Rangers and gets four in a row overall. Okay, that's what they were talking about. He did get four in a row. It just wasn't in the same game. I didn't say he didn't get four in a row. <laughs> I said he didn't get four in a game. Now, I was accurate when I said he got three home runs before the Rangers finished going through their Okay, well, that's fine. Their, their batting staff or whatever you call them. Lineup. Dude. Their lineup. Yes. God, I'm sorry. That that was embarrassing. <laughs> I'm not staff. a sports ball person. Their staff. So fucking. Oh my god. <laughs> That's embarrassing. If you're not, if you don't know their proper lingo, quit talking <laughs> sports. That's just embarrassing. <laughs> you quit talking sports. <laughs> oh yeah, because I have no clue what I'm talking about, do I? <laughs> you're mean. You're mean to me. That's what I used to always like about when I'd go to baseball games. They'd always do that in between innings, that whole, you make the call, and they'd show like a scenario. Mm-hmm. And then like, what are the options of the, like a little multiple choice on what the correct answer was. Mm-hmm. And I would always be sitting over there and like hearing people around me just yelling, it's B, it's B. And you're like, no, it's not, it's C. No, the answer's A, dude. <laughs> and this one dude was like yelling at one time. And I just looked, turned around, looked down and said, it's A. And he started trying to explain himself. I'm like, all right, whatever. And the answer came out, A. I was like, see, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> Apparently, you're a fan. And it's all you ever were. So just shut up, watch the game, keep your opinions to yourself. Because you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I tell you what, sports snobbery is a, is a snobbery like nothing else. No, no, I will say sports snobbery because you start talking shit about football and some of these other sports, I ain't got a fucking clue. Okay, so baseball. I, I mean, I can kind of figure out what's going on. I know what's going on. I know what's what. But the ins and outs of the sport, I know baseball. Okay? <laughs> so, huh. You're a snob. <laughs> no, I'm not a snob. I'm just a person that knows more about the ins and outs and the game inside the game of baseball than what most people do, especially you. And you're a snob about it. No, just mostly you. <laughs> I'm not, I have never, ever, once have I ever claimed to have any knowledge of any sport. Like I said, the whole four homers and in four innings thing or four, you know, it was something I saw on TikTok. Oh, I forgot. You saw it on the internet. Damn, it had to be true. I'm going to... I hope that hurt. I'll yank your hair. <laughs> you leave me alone. Meanie. Just like that. It's going to stay that way, too. <laughs> You're disgusting. I wish people could have seen that. Um, 
Daddy Masterson was sentenced to uh, 30. Ooh, that was the next thing I've got on my list, too. Yeah. 30 years to life for uh, raping two women back when... Uh, they were filming that 70s show. Back when they were filming that 70s show, he raped two Oh, no, two at least women. that's what they said on TikTok. It was during the filming of the show. Yeah. Um, well, he, and he was... Uh, the accusations came out kind of kind of recently. Um, the, the women finally came out and said, hey, you know... This is, this is what's been going on, and you know he he raped See, us back I, in the day. I just have a hard time. I mean, I, I get it that it, it's it's tough, and I know that's why women don't come out and yeah. say stuff because you know, say they came out about this now, you know, it, the guy himself he could have gotten up there and like, look. I didn't do this. And he did. Daddy Masterson did you know, say he didn't do it. I didn't do this. So, in this country, I'm innocent until I'm proven guilty. So, I'm innocent. And I'm going to stay innocent because they can't prove I did something that I didn't do. Mm-hmm. There's no proof. You're taking their word against mine. Someone's word is not proof. Right, but in this instance, and the reason I think he went away for 30 years is because there was proof. Okay, I'm not saying there you know, wasn't. I didn't, I'm just saying, this, it, but this, that's such a hard thing to is. prove. It is. That's why, that's why rape accusations go uninvestigated. And, and go un- away because you can't prove it. You can't prove it because it's always he said, she said. Because right. it was always, oh, he, he grabbed me and took me here and we were alone and da-da-da-da. And he says, oh, it was consensual. And she says, oh, it wasn't. And it's, it's just a whole big thing. But in this instance, and I, and I don't know what the evidence was. But the fact that a star of his caliber in Hollywood went away for 30 goddamn years, there was some serious proof against him. There had to be. Because like you said, too, people like that get away with shit like that. People, uh, Look at Bill Cosby. He got away with it for 40 years. And even now, he is out of prison on a technicality because he has money and because he has fame, and because nobody believes these fucking women. Mm-hmm. Nobody believes them. And I keep, I hear people, when, when women come out uh, against these Hollywood stars, or against Supreme Court justices, or whoever else they come out against, I always hear people say, oh, they just want to be famous. Mm-hmm. All right, name me one of them from the past. Name me one woman that has had accusations against, any, against anybody. Just name her. Anybody. Just I, I will accept one name. I can think of one. And it was Juanita Broderick who accused Bill Clinton of raping her. That's, that's, the, that's the only person I can think of who got famous off of a rape accusation. What about this guy that told this story years ago, and I think Tucker Carlson brought him back onto some podcast show that he does or whatever, and basically had him regurgitating this whole story again. And this guy was talking about he did crack or did cocaine with Obama, with Barack Obama, and had sex with him. So I have. Two, I just caught. I have two tidbits of that. I don't know anything about it. I have two questions about that. Let's assume that it's that it's true. Okay. Okay. Let's assume that it's true. Let's assume that Barack Obama had sex with this man and did crack with him. My first question is. 
Number one, what's your proof? And number two, what does it change? What does your story change? Why should we care about your story? Okay, because Obama is a liberal. He is in a happy marriage. Happy marriages have all kinds of different parameters attached to them. For, two, for some people, a happy marriage means two people who never stray out of that marriage and they're married for 50 years. That's a happy marriage. For other people, a happy marriage is two people that also have boyfriends and girlfriends. And for another happy marriage, the husband has somebody that he goes off and has sex with because that's something that makes him feel fine, feel good and the wife doesn't have a problem with it. And that's a happy marriage. There has been absolutely no no inklings that there's anything wrong in the Obama marriage as far as the way they talk about each other or they interact with each other, their body language with each other. None of that. So if it is the case that this man did have sex with Obama, my question is, so? Obviously, Michelle doesn't give a shit. So why should I give a shit? But that's just how they're just trying to... All the eyes are on them and the stupid-ass people that are on their side, and so they're trying to figure out ways to get fingers pointed the other direction for a little bit. And, 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 this, and, and another, another question that I have is, whose mind do you think you're going to change with this? Because liberals don't give a shit if Obama is gay. Because liberals, for the most part accept gay people into their ranks. You know what, even if they didn't, I bet you, and I mentioned the ones that don't accept them, not one of them is going to get out and vote for Obama this next next election. I know, right? They're they're, they're they're not going to vote for Obama. They're they're not going to vote for Obama. (laughs) That's that's what's going to happen. They're not going to go out and vote for him. The only people who would get scandalized by something like this are conservatives who wouldn't have voted for Obama whether he was gay or not. You know, so so really, so what does this change? Who cares? Like, like that's my question. Who, who gives a shit? <laughs> now, if you want to go out there and say that President Biden was out there screwing some guy, my question again would be, who cares? Because we don't hate gay people as liberals. It's only the conservatives it now, that hate some gay good, people. He got some good blue pills. Right? You know, his old ass ain't doing nothing pushing rope. I know, right? Well, maybe he's a bottom. We don't know. <laughs> That's true. Could be. But I just, I, I, like, I'm trying to figure out just exactly who gives a shit about this Obama gay thing. Yeah. I, I mean, really, because the people who give a shit about it were never going to support Obama to begin with. So, what, like, what's the point? Anyway, let's get off that shit. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> we had a 20, 30-minute storm that came through here the other day. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was on my list to talk about. Like on maybe Wednesday, lasted like 20, 30 minutes? 25 minutes, I think, is how long it lasted. But we were sitting here in the living room, and like all of a sudden it sounded like somebody was outside throwing rocks against one of the kids' windows. It really did. 
And we thought maybe it's hail. And we go outside and look, and you're like the the rain reminds me of like Forrest Gump. You know, some of the rain came from the top, some rain came from the bottom because it was splashing. Some rain came inside. This shit was sideways. So, uh, every bit of it sideways. And, it looked like somebody had a fire hose out there. Yeah. And when this when it was all said and done, you go around town and start looking around at shit. In our neighborhood, like right here where the tornado went through, we did not have a tornado. We just had this supercell storm that came through. Straight line winds. But there, it looked like a tornado went through here. It did. Like on the apartments that we live in, there's a big ass oak tree from a neighboring property that's leaning up against the top of our apartment building. Mm -hmm. And it snapped a couple other trees in half that are also leaning against this building. Uh, there's trees that fell over this, the, the damaged part of our carports out there. Uh, there's a big-ass oak tree that blocked half of a four-lane highway with a median in the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these people down the road that were rebuilding, they had, they had, all they've gotten done so far is like the house reframed. From, from the tornado. They're from rebuilding the tornado. from the tornado. And the framework got knocked down. Yeah, so they're going to have to start from scratch. So basically, all that shit's trash because once you you frame it up and that those that if it falls, all that wood splits. You can't mm-hmm. reuse it for a frame. That's just junk wood at that point, mm-hmm. you know. And so they're having to get start all over again, you know. And people are having issues with the insurance companies. Tell them. Tell well, them. my boss was like, they just got through buying a house and they were trying to get insurance on the new house. And, like, several of the insurance companies, well, like, the insurance company that they had said, oh, well, we won't cover the new house. And he's like, uh, why? <laughs> and they said, oh, because you made a claim back in March. Mm-hmm. Because of the tornado. He's like, well, shit, damn, everybody in this fucking town made a claim in March. But these insurance companies are using the fact that people use claims, like what insurance is for, to deny them getting future coverage mm-hmm. because they use the policy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, insurance is the biggest crock of shit. It, you know, when you become an adult and have to use insurance, whether it's medical insurance or homeowner's insurance or car insurance or any insur- pet insurance, whatever, insurance is the quickest way to take you from being a right-wing conservative into being a flaming socialist. <laughs> Because when you try to use that insurance and they're like, nope, we're not doing it. You're going to keep paying us, but we're not going to let you use the policy. And you're going to be like, you motherfuckers. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it's absolutely insane. But, I mean, the damage that this storm on Wednesday caused. We were driving through and it was, it was we were having deja vu. Yeah. From, from the tornado. Just because this oak tree that he's talking about that was over the road was a big oak tree I mean, yeah. and it pulled it up by the roots it didn't snap it in half it pulled it up by the roots and then we took a walk when was that friday night yeah we took a walk yeah, friday, friday night afternoon. down down one of those streets and a big ass pine tree had gone down which i bet that's what took our power out yeah. was that pine tree when it fell across the road it didn't pull that pine tree up by the roots it fucking snapped it in half it was insane. I mean, just the amount of damage that this... It, I mean, 25-minute long storm, and then it was gone, and, and the sun came out. It was like... Yeah. <laughs> it was the weirdest damn thing. We lost power uh, mm. around 
4.30 that afternoon. Yeah. And then I remember I was up at 5 o'clock the next morning using a battery-powered lamp, lantern, to get dressed for work about 5.10, 5.15 that morning, and the power came back on. We're like, oh, thank God. Thankfully, because when your alarm went off, I got up, and I was like, oh, shit, my car is stuck in the garage. Yeah. And there's one way into the garage, and there's one way out of the garage. It was so funny, because I posted on Facebook. I was like, well, my car's stuck in the garage. I can't get it out. And everybody's like, just pull the handle. I was like, no, you don't understand. I can't get into the garage to pull the handle. I know how to fucking work a garage door. When there's no power. I know how to do that. I can't get in there to work the door. Yeah. Because there's one way in and there's one way out. And if you don't have power, you can't get in. Yeah. (laughs) This is not like... This is not... An attached garage to your house. Yeah. This is a detached garage on an apartment building. And it's just a little room that your car sits in with with an overhead door. And that's it. And, and I was trying to figure out, how the fuck am I going to get to work? Because <laughs> my car is stuck in the garage, and we have no power. And so I'm up talking to talking to uh, Tom about, you know, what are we going to do? Do you need to, like, call in? Do I need to take you to work, and then I can have your truck to get the kids to school and, to, you know, get myself to work and then go get you after the end? Of, what are we going to do? And then as we're discussing this, trying to figure out the logistics of it, the power comes back on. I was like, oh, thank God. Well... You, you probably didn't know this, but about 10 o'clock that morning as I'm at work, I get another notification that the I power had know, gone back you off. Me. Yeah. You called me and told me. The because, power went back off again. And it was still showing to be off when I got home. When I got out of my truck. Actually, when I was driving, I had the windows down in the truck. Uh-huh. Because I was listening for the air conditioning units. Mm-hmm. Dead silence over Dead there. Dead silence, yeah. I went, fuck. <laughs> so I go up and I park the truck. And as I'm getting out of my truck... Walking to the other side of the truck to get my stuff out, I hear everybody's air conditioning unit start kicking on. I went, oh, hell yeah. I go in the house. I was like, yeah, let's make sure this damn thing is going, baby. <laughs> the power came on while I was getting at the house. Nice. It was perfect timing. Nice, nice. But that, I was, oh my God, that was such a weird day. And, and we were, you and I were both just fucking exhausted on Thursday because we didn't sleep at all on Wednesday because it was so damn hot in the apartment. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. And I and I have figured out I cannot sleep unless I'm covered up. And so <laughs> I'm doing my best to like cover up with as little as possible, <laughs> but still be able to breathe and still be able to get a, a little bit of air going, you know? Yeah. And it was actually kind of nice outside um, Wednesday night, but the problem was we couldn't open the windows because the apartment, the, the windows in the apartment don't work. So we were like stuck in this damn box. With no air conditioning and no fans and no nothing. It was horrible. I think we need to get us like a little battery-powered fan or something the next time that happens. Well, I've been telling you, you get something. A generator or something. I don't know. Oh, I saw something on TikTok that made me laugh. I saw a couple of things I'm going to read here in a minute. Okay. So, <laughs> what if you pranked a child by raising that child... To speak nothing but Spanish. Okay? Now, that doesn't sound very weird, right? But you need to have him speak only Spanish. He's raised in America. He's raised around Americans. But he only speaks Spanish. But the Spanish that he speaks is heavily accented American Spanish. 
<laughs> so when he talks to people in Spanish, Donde like, esta? Como esta? <laughs> Muy bien. Gracias. <laughs> And like whoever's whoever's trying to speak Spanish, she's like, no, no, you don't have to work, you don't have to speak Spanish, you know, you don't have to work on your Spanish. I speak English. He's like, como, <laughs> estoy español solamente. <laughs> aquí, allá, aquí, no, no, así, ya, 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 sí, sí, aquí, no, no, yo no soy bendeja. <laughs> Can you imagine raising a kid like that? God, why would you want to fuck with a kid that bad, though? I'm sorry, that would that would be, be funny. <laughs> you do it for the TikToks. That's true. <laughs> so, what did you want to read? It's like when your kids get in a bad situation, you always have to take pictures first. Oh, of course. I've got pictures of Parker when he was a little bitty. Um, he was playing on the uh, lawnmower, and he was wearing these little denim shorts that had belt loops on them and he managed to he was trying to get down from the lawnmower and he got one of his belt loops stuck no it was his pant leg was it his pant leg his short he, okay pant leg and his shorts so he got stuck on the gear shift and i've got a picture of him just hanging hanging from his pant leg just screaming, screaming. <laughs> and you're like hold on let mommy go get the camera let me get first. a picture and then I've got another picture of him when he was a little bit younger than that. He was he was a little bitty. He was, I don't know, 18 months old. But he was trying to get a toy out of his uh, tote. And it, it was just one of those Rubbermaid totes, you know. And it, and, and there was toys in, inside of it because that's where they kept all the toys. And he was trying to get something out of there. And so he leaned over this tote and was reaching down in it. And he overbalanced himself because he had a big head. <laughs> And he can't, like, throw himself backwards to, like, unbalance himself to get back out of the tote. So he's, like, all high-centered on this tote. <laughs> and he just, he's just hanging over the edge of this thing, <laughs> crying. <laughs> and I had to get a picture of it because it was so, so damn funny. <laughs> and then I helped him. I always make sure the kids are in, not in, you know, they're not in harm's way. Speaking of kids and things that they do and say, I didn't realize how seriously scarred our oldest child got oh, I know. over the fork thing. I, tell him, tell him. Because apparently horrible. you had said something about he had scraped his fork, and that's just, it gets me, right? I just, it ugh, makes, it makes on your the teeth plate. Itch. Right. Yeah. And it's not as bad as those little ridge things, like on the pictures that you turn to side to side. The uh, 3D Blah. pictures. Yeah. But anyway, um, you had told him, oh, don't do that. You'll kill your father doing that. And you were saying it sarcastically. Yeah, like, oh, my God, you're going to kill your dad. Yeah. But he took that shit seriously. And we didn't find out until just this week. Yeah. Like, he said that from then on, he said in... Even now, he said that he would, like, well, maybe not so much now, but he was, like, every time he would eat, he would be, like, super careful and deathly afraid of scraping his fork on his plate. And he said in a few times that he did it, it, like, freaked him out, and he, like, glanced over at me to make sure I was okay. Because <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm going to kill my dad. My dad's going to die because I did that. 
I mean, he was, he thought he's, you were. He was serious. Yeah, yeah. and he thought you were, apparently thought you were serious. Well, I mean, that just goes to show you've got to be really careful what you say to your kids because they'll take you seriously. And, you know, you're being sarcastic and you're being silly and everything, but they're taking you seriously and they're taking that to heart. And <laughs> you don't know what's going to really go to your kid's core and, and like, affect them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, I was watching this guy on TikTok. He goes, hey, hey, because he was at some Caribbean place, right? And he goes, I want to show y'all this drink that they have here. And he goes outside and he sits down and the guy comes over and says, hey, bring me a trumper. Bring me the trump. And the guy's like, okay, one trump coming right up. And he brought him this drink. And he goes, now seriously, I know this y'all calling this to be funny, but what's the real name for this drink? And he goes, ah, oh, it's the white Russian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> and this one I saw, it was a uh, a sign at a restaurant. Like they do like their specialties on the little chalkboard. Uh-huh. Their specialty of the day was called the Trump Sandwich. Okay. It was on white bread. Okay. Full of bologna. Okay. With Russian dressing. <laughs> and it came with a small pickle. <laughs> Another thing I saw, this I thought was funny. It says, the next time you dislike your life, remember it's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I have a friend. He reads two to three books a week, works out at least twice a day, has no financial worries at all, and has people who want to have sex with him constantly on a daily basis. Sounds like, sounds like a, a dream job right, right. there. But he always complains about how much he hates prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Caliente. <laughs> and we got one other one I saw on TikTok that I was going to talk about. Where is it at? <sighs> come on, come on, come on. Come on, you need to find it. I'm going to find it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh... Okay, I guess I just wrote down enough. I don't know if maybe I didn't save it. Um, said this guy, he said, I met this girl at this bar. And she uh, came back to the house with me, stayed the night. Okay. You know, he said, you know, I don't have kids. But in the living room on one of the walls, he had like shelves, like these three shelves, right? Mm-hmm. Had teddy bears on them. Mm-hmm. And she asked him, so what's the teddy bears for? And he goes, don't worry about that. He said, I'll, I'll tell you about them later. I'll talk to you about it tomorrow or something. She's like, okay, whatever. So she stayed the night. They did their thing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the next morning, she's like, how are you doing today? She, he goes, I'm doing pretty good. He said, well, did you enjoy yourself last night? She, he goes, well, yeah. He said, well, how much did, I mean, did you really enjoy yourself? How did you like it? And he goes, well, you can go pick you out a teddy bear from the middle shelf. Like a carnival. Yep. <laughs> she didn't win the big prize, but she she knew the worst. You know, <laughs> she got the medium prize. <laughs> oh, it's awesome! I thought that one. Was, I like that one. I thought that one was that was one of my favorites. That's, um, that's pretty good. 
That's pretty good. White Russian, bears in the living room, cream <laughs> sandwich, Jake, okay, okay, now a, a stupid shit that I saw on TikTok now. Okay. Okay, and I did screenshot this one. All right. The title of this says, Church Bans Kids So They Can Keep Their Pastor. A church in Jacksonville, Florida, is coming under fire for its controversial decision to ban children from its church services and they uh, have banned uh, from attending Sunday services because their new pastor, and it gives the guy's name, is a registered sex offender and cannot have contact with children. Say his name. Uh, I don't know if I pronounce it right. Uh, Daryl Gilliard. And it's a church. It's the Christ Tabernacle Missionary Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. So they would rather have a sex offender as their pastor, pastor than to have a congregation that includes children. Hey, at least they're not indoctrin- indoctrinating their kids. Yeah, I mean, that's the only good thing. That's the only good thing. Because holy shit, what kind of fucked up congregation do you have to be to be like, no, we'll take the sex offender. That sounds like a good idea. That's so fucked up. That's just... But... <sighs> There's a TikToker that I follow. She's a, she's a trans woman, and she, she has taken it upon herself to document all of the sex crimes that happen in the United States. All of yeah. the reported on sex crimes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she's got a spreadsheet on her website where she says this many of them were pastors, this many of them were priests, this many of them were lawmakers, this many of them were laymen, this many of them, you know, just, you know, and she has them separated by category. And right now, and, and trans people, she's got because she, she wanted to say she said, okay, you people are saying that trans people are the ones that are endangering your kids. Let's just let's let's see if the math holds out. <clears throat> and out of the four thousand forty five hundred something cases that she's had since the beginning of the year that she's that she's documented, like thirty five percent of them have been clergy. Which is far and away the highest number of anybody that has abused children. And she's, I think she's documented maybe like three trans people that have, that have hurt children. But, they'll, but those were the ones that these people will, will focus in on. See, look, it happened right there. Yeah, but they're just completely ignoring the fact that, you know... Your child, I think she, I think she did the math. Your child is sixty-nine times more likely to be abused at church than they are to be abused by a trans person. And yet, we're sitting there focusing on trans people as the problem. Like and, that little joke <coughs> cartoon thing I read that time. This little girl asking her mom, "Mommy, why did we quit going to church?" <laughs> this is horrible. But the mom responded, because, honey, the pastor kept trying to fuck your brother. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, 
and and this is this is something that I've wondered because I honestly don't know because you've got you've got clergy that abuse children, you've got scout leaders that abuse children, you've got daycare workers that abuse children. So the part that I can't figure out. They really out, abuse children in daycares. I thought they just did fight clubs there. Well, they they do both. <laughs> <laughs> they do both. So the thing I wasn't sure about is do do pedophiles gravitate toward these jobs or do these jobs create pedophiles and i and i honestly don't know I which don't know one what it the is. answer would be to that i think i think maybe it's already there and maybe some of these people are trying to get into maybe they're thinking if they get into the clergy it'll it'll help them it'll help them yeah, maybe maybe they're doing it under under like good. Yeah. Like uh, like I. But then like when they Lord, get there and realize, wait a minute, I'm around all these kids is, and nobody's around. Yeah. This is like a <clears throat> fucking buffet. I mean, it's. Well, you 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 gotta you gotta wonder. It's like you, like you said, maybe maybe these guys are are getting into the clergy. Because they're hoping that the Lord will help them, overcome a natural inclination. Because I'm sorry. This is a hot take, and I'm probably going to be canceled for this. So I, I completely understand this is going to come back and haunt me later. I believe that pedophilia is just as... Okay, what? How, how can I say this? I think your brain is geared certain ways. You're geared to like women. You're geared to like men. You're geared to like certain things. And, I'm, and I think that there are some people who are geared to like children. I really do. I think, I think that that's a way that your brain is. And the reason it's wrong is because children can't consent. Does that make sense? And I wonder if these people get into the clergy hoping that God can help them with this thorn in their side. I guess it's possible. And then and then they get into it and realize, oh crap, this is not going away. Oh crap, I still have this inclination. God is not helping me with this. And oh look, there's a kid. I'm pretty you sure know? some of these sick fucks are like, oh, apparently what I was doing or what I was feeling was not bad because it's really easy to act on that now. And this is where God put me. So yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm could, doing God's work. Could, could be just, could be just as valid. But there, but there, I, I was listening to. Sick fuckers. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Absolute sick fuckers. Um, I was listening to a, uh, I believe it was an NPR um, expose that they were doing on pedophiles and these people that did not want their names out there, obviously, because <laughs> you don't want your name out there. But they had support groups for people who were geared that way, who had never acted on it. Well, I think that's how we, we how we've kind of gone along that line before, as far as things that have happened. Is that you cannot a hundred percent control how you feel about situations. Yeah. You can only hope to control your reaction and how you act toward those situations. Yes. Yes. 
And I think some people have something in their brains that's just broken because they go toward these vulnerable populations as opposed to going toward people that actually can consent. I believe it's a failure. I really do. That, that's part of my hot take. I think it's a failure on your part, but you can't help your brain chemistry. I mean, like, if I only like women with big badonka donks, that don't mean I only go after them. <laughs> I mean, them little girls need loving, too. <laughs> but I can tell you, um, as a as a formerly religious person um, who was taught... I was not taught the concept of vertical versus horizontal sin, but I was taught that all sin is viewed as the same by God. Okay. Yeah, all in God's eyes, I don't know how many times I've heard that. In, all, in God's eyes, all sins are equal because a sin is a sin is a sin. Exactly, which is why you will hear Christians place being gay in the same category as being a pedophile because it's all a sin. Or it should be the same as coveting your neighbor's wife or like well I cover I was covet, coveting his wife but considering it's just all the same I just went ahead and killed her yeah exactly that way I'm not coveting her anymore because she's dead but it's all a sin it's all a sin it's all the same so it's all the same but that's why you'll see people like like the Duggars you know when they have their sex pest oldest son the one that's in prison now for for assaulting kids um, they view that as a failure of his sin nature, not as a failure of his harm to people. So it's vertical sin, meaning it upset God. That's why it's a sin, as opposed to horizontal sin, which is how did it hurt the person that you hurt? How did it, how did it impact the person who's on the same level as you? And so is that where the whole saying you made baby Jesus cry? Yes. <laughs> so I, I mean, it, it's I don't know. I just the, the the whole concept is just very icky to me. And let's just say if you're one of those people that's got your brain twisted weird, don't get near my kids. Okay. Yeah, and we've don't get near my kids. Our kids have been around somebody that I'm certain was somewhere on that spectrum who in east texas who to the point where you and i had made the comment that we never wanted our kids anywhere around this individual without other people in the neighborhood you're gonna have to write that person's name down because i don't well as soon as i write it down you see you're gonna be like oh yeah like oh yeah okay but Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because that's the guy that groomed me. <laughs> there's your there's your tasty treat for the for the podcast, y'all. Um, I was groomed by this guy. <laughs> yep. Well, him and his wife. Yeah. Yeah, him and his wife. Absolutely. 100%. You, you were how old at that time? 12? Uh, no, 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 no. I was older than 13, that. 13, 14? I was, I, was, uh, I was probably in college at that point. But that doesn't mean it wasn't grooming. It was still grooming because I was a very naive person. Extremely naive. This is the guy that 
every time I saw him, I thought of the same exact thing every time I laid eyes on this man. What'd you think? And that was when, back when we had gotten engaged, and him and his wife do photography. And they're very good at it. And you had messaged him asking, hey, would y'all do pictures for us? Is what you'd said. Engagement pictures and wedding pictures. And- Actually, you didn't say that. <clears throat> you said, hey, you know, we're getting married. You know, it was implied. But the text you sent said, hey, we're getting married. Will you do pictures for us? Or do will you do pictures for me? And uh, Or can I hire you to do pictures for us? Or something along those lines. And his response was, absolutely. Even clothing optional. And see, at the time, I didn't think anything of it because that was that was like normal. You know what I mean? Like, like, like that's how he talked to me, and that was normal. You know what? I'm gonna call this motherfucker out. I ain't gonna say his name, but he was a member of your fucking parents' church. He was the head deacon. Head deacon at your parents' church, where your dad is the pastor. Yeah. And I had to see him every Sunday we went to that church. Yep. And every single time I looked at that man, (laughs) that's what I could think of. He's one of the guys, we were talking about drinking in church, and I mentioned something about Jesus bringing a keg to a party. Because that's, that's the story. He literally brought a keg to a party where everybody was already drunk, and he was helping get them drunker, right? Like, that's the story. That's Jesus's first miracle. And these guys said, no, no, that was just grape juice. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, that was that grape juice. You can't get drunk off grape juice. <laughs> yeah, fermented grape juice, you fucker. Where do you think wine comes from? <laughs> but they're the kind of Baptists that believe that there was no drinking in the Bible and you're not allowed to drink in the Bible. <laughs> like, Jesus' first, first miracle was bringing a fucking keg to a party to get everybody who was already drunk even drunker like to the point where the party like the party host was like why did you bring the good wine now you're supposed to bring the shit wine now the good wine was supposed to be at the beginning of the party yeah (laughs) but yeah i just but yeah i think see i don't think covid was one of the best things that happened yeah as far as that whole situation is concerned let me rephrase that because that is not a good thing. Because I've knew I've known several people that got killed from that shit. Yeah, COVID was not good, but we managed to work COVID into a good thing for us. Yeah, because it finally gave us a reason to stop going to that church, and we just never went back. Yeah, and I ha- we have not darkened the door of a church since February of 2020. But I was I had I knew that you wanted to keep going to that church for your parents. But I was gritting my teeth and having to hold back because you don't know how many times I pictured myself (laughs) standing up in church and calling that motherfucker out in front of, well, I say everybody, but there's like six people there, but still. 
Well, do you do you know what did it for me? Because but that's how bad I wanted to call that dude out because I could picture myself standing up in church and doing it. You know what did it for me? And, and, and the reason that that didn't do it for me is because because I was indoctrinated to think that was okay. Yeah. And, and even still, I fight that indoctrination to this day. I still fight that indoctrination that I was given as a child. But what did it for me, and the last time I was ever at that church, was when my mom handed out that prayer that Focus on the Family had done for Donald Trump. And it mentioned Donald Trump by name specifically and lifted him up as a, not a prophet of God, but a chosen one of God Mm -hmm. to bring God back to the country. And my mom wanted everybody to take this piece of paper that she had handed out and read it aloud in church as a prayer. And my dad was like, he was at the pulpit and he was like, no, we're not going to do that. Because he looked at me and saw the look on my face. And he was like, no, we're not doing it. Because I had already gathered my stuff and had gotten the kids over close to me. Because had we started reading that... We were going to get up and walk out. We were getting up and walking out in the middle of the entire thing. And we were never going back. Because, I'm sorry, you cannot pray for the leader of the country only if he's a Republican. And that's what they did. They would only pray for the betterment of the nation if the person in office was a Republican. When Obama was in there, they prayed for him to fall quickly. Mm -hmm. And that's not what the scriptures say you're supposed to do. It says the the leaders that you have in power are put there by God. And you're supposed to uplift them whether you agree with them or not. It says that repeatedly in Scripture. But that is not what evangelical Christians do. And that is not what my mom was doing. And that's not what my dad was doing. See, I, I believe that Trump was... He, you know, he, he, he was chosen by God to be president. So you believe in God? He was chosen by God. He was chosen by God to be the president to bring to light and show just how fucking far... The Christian religion has fallen. Yeah. Now, I can, I can definitely agree with that. Because you... Let look, me show you how far you've fallen by putting this guy in place and watch you follow him. Yeah. Because these Kind of like that, like that book that Cardboard sent me a picture of that he got in the mail the other day. It was... Uh, shit. Wait, talk for a second. I'm going to look um, up because well, he sent it to me. The, the, the thing about um, you know Trump being chosen by God to, to show us how far we've fallen, you know, you, you got to look at this guy. I mean, he's, he's being held up as you know this, this great man by the right-wing evangelical Christians, but he is three times divorced. He's cheated on every single wife he's ever had. Um, he has cheated people he has swindled people he has <clears throat> he he's done every horrible horrible thing known to man and you know i've had people tell me well that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not chosen by god that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not god's person because look at king david king david had all these bad things you know, associated with him too, you know, and he is still called a man after God's own heart. And my answer to that was always, yes, but King David, when he, when he sinned, when he took Bathsheba from her husband, when he, when he raped her, 
and got her pregnant and then killed her husband. That was horrible. And he was punished for that. And what he did was he lowered himself before God. He repented of his sin. And he begged God to get him, grant him favor. And the difference between King David and somebody like Trump is that Trump was asked one time, has he ever asked for forgiveness for his sins? And he said, well, if I ever, if I ever do anything that needs forgiveness, I'll ask for forgiveness, but I don't Mm -hmm. think I've done anything. So he legitimately doesn't think he's done anything that needs forgiveness. So he's not brought himself before God and asked for forgiveness of his sins. So no, he's not King David in this situation. Because David at least was not stupid enough to go up in front of God and spit in his face and say, you're going to respect me anyway. And that's what Trump has done. And he's, he's got all these evangelicals in his pocket and in his hand that are just doing everything that he said. And he's spitting in the face of God. If, if, if you truly believe in God... You can't possibly hold this man up as anything other than the Antichrist. I mean, seriously, he's, he's the Antichrist, right? Well, see, that kind of takes into this, <laughs> this book you got. It says, the title is, Signs of the Second Coming, A New Day is Dawning. And the tagline is, The Bible has predicted human history with 100% accuracy. What is coming next? I'm sorry. The Bible hasn't even predicted actual history with 100% accuracy. <laughs> and my response to him was, so, well, I mean, they, they got a few things right. Because he asked him, says, when has the Bible ever predicted anything that accurate? I said, that's a good question. I said, well, it did predict that an Antichrist would show up and people would wear the wear his mark upon their foreheads. Did see a lot of people wearing hats with quote unquote MAGA on them. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. I, I don't know. I just. <sighs> but no more bad stuff. Let's, let's, let's get off that. I don't let's, want, let's I don't talk want to, about We're getting stuff. close to the end probably, and I don't want to. Well, I, I just, while we're end talking on about. Crappy shit. While we're talking about Christians, I have a theory that. Okay, you know how. You may not know this, but you may know this. I'm not sure. My dad has always preached that the majority rule is bad. We need to be able to have everybody speak their mind. And a a true democracy would be bad in this country. Because why would we go with what most people say? We need to let the minority have a say. Okay? So that's the that's that's kind of the view of a lot of evangelical Christians is we need the minority to dictate what we're doing. And my theory is because Christians have been conditioned to believe that they are a minority. Even yeah. though they're not. Right. Christian uh Christianity is either the number 1 or the number 2 religion in the entire world. I'm not sure which. It's it's either Islam is first and then Islam Christianity, is first. Uh, okay, and then Christianity or one way or the other. Islam. Okay, but either way, Christians are taught from the time they're little bitty that they are the underdogs, 
And they are taught from the time that they're a little bitty that they're going to have to fight and claw and scratch and scrape to get anybody to listen to them. And they don't realize that they are the overwhelming majority in the United States. <laughs> and they're dictating everything. Can you imagine if we had a political candidate who was a professed atheist? He wouldn't make it past the first round of voting. You know, everybody's like, oh, well, nobody wants to vote for Christians anymore. That's all people fucking vote for. If you're not a Christian, you're considered weird. Yeah. And do you remember, you, you probably don't remember this. Uh, uh, neither one of us is old enough to remember this, but I remember the, the, the fallout when freaking, um, because Protestants versus Catholics, when JFK was coming up to be president, people flipped out because he was a Catholic. He was the wrong kind of Christian. Yep. And everybody flipped out about that. I think that's one reason why they're flipping out about Biden. Because he is a devout Christian. He is in mass every fucking Sunday. Devout Christian. He's the wrong kind of Christian. He's a Catholic. He's not a Protestant. And so people like my dad are like, oh, he's he's the wrong kind of Christian. He's not gonna go to hell. He's not gonna go to not gonna go to heaven. <laughs> I think I made my mom mad too one of the last times I ever talked to her because I hadn't talked to her since February of this year um, for various reasons but um, one of the last times we talked was when the when the queen died and she said something about uh, oh the queen's in heaven now <laughs> and I was like what? Baptists don't believe that Anglicans go to heaven? <laughs> are you kidding me? you don't think she's in heaven? no no <laughs> If they're the wrong kind of Baptist, you don't think they go to heaven. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Enrique Taro was sent, sentenced to 22 years in prison. The Proud Boys leader? Yeah. And you hear Green talking about that? She was talking about, he wasn't even there. Why did he go into prison all this time? That's what she was on the, the Fox News saying. He wasn't even there. Why did he go to prison? Well, honey... Charles Manson wasn't at the Manson family murders, but he still went to prison because he's the one that directed the whole fucking shit. Osama bin Laden wasn't flying the planes. Osama bin Laden wasn't flying the planes, exactly. So I guess she thought it was doctored footage, the videos that he posted bragging about going in there? Yeah. I mean, his dumbass posted videos. We just raided the Capitol. It was awesome. And here, here this, this, is, this is the part that I had written down that I thought was the best part. So he was sentenced to 22 years, right? He turned down a plea deal. For 11, wasn't it? For 11 years. He could have gone away for 11 years, but he was like, no, I'm going to go in front of a jury and I'm going to get a better deal. Then he went away for fucking 22. Ethan Nordine got 18 years, the second highest sentence in the, in the Proud Boys case, in the January 6th case. And if he had taken a plea deal, he would have only gotten six. Uh, Dominic Pozzola got ten years instead of four years. And for all of the people from the January 6th that have gone in front of a jury, they have a 100% conviction rate. Yep. 100% of them have gone away. For multiple years. Some of them multiple decades. It's 
great. I love it. It's awesome. Couldn't happen to a better person. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. Fuck around and find out. A kid just came in and I didn't ask him, was your subway? Same was good. <laughs> oh, check this out. A seven-year-old was down in Arkadelphia here in Arkansas mm-hmm. at the Crater of Diamonds. Found a three-carat diamond this last week. Shit. I know, right? And if you go down to the, to the, to the Crater of Diamonds, you get to keep whatever you find. You have to pay taxes on it, you know. Like so, if you have, like, there was some dude that found like I think a. Think about found that. They gotta be telling them motherfuckers. <laughs> this should be going in my pocket. I'd be leaving. Fuck you! I ain't saying shit. So there was some guy that found like a nine carat diamond a few years ago, right? And he got in trouble because he didn't pay taxes on it. <laughs> well, because he got caught. The the place down there bought it from him, and it's on display there. Yeah, but he didn't pay, he didn't pay taxes on it. Well, see, that's just like I saw another thing. It was, it was like it was in 2020. Another seven or nine year old kid, don't know where they were at, where they lived, was playing with his dad's metal detector out near their house somewhere. And it started going off. He found like this ancient ass looking like Roman Catholic solid gold pendant that is estimated to be worth around four fucking million dollars. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. Like you, you can still see the carvings it had like the, uh, had like a carving of Mary on it mm-hmm. and some, something else on it. And I'm just like, man, fuck them kids, man. <laughs> Indeed, fuck them kids. Bastards, man. <laughs> but you know, you know. Okay, okay. So the seven-year-old found the diamond. You know that was a situation where dad was like, "Come on, let's go look for the diamond." You oh, know, yeah. and they're like helping the kid and, and doing. They everything. probably said the dad probably found that shit and he threw it to son stuff, hoping maybe they, you can't make a seven-year-old pay taxes. <laughs> No, my kid uh, got out of his uh, out, out of his uh, little stroller there, and yeah, he's he, he's the one that found it. Yeah, yeah, I know he's the best uh, diamond hunter in the age group of eighteen to twenty-four months. <laughs> we need to go down to the crater of diamonds. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I'd like to go down there one weekend, though. We need drop to. our kids off and say, when you find something, call me. We'll come get you. Yeah, exactly. Not your ass is staying here. Our kid may be going to Comic-Con tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't even realize it was this hard. I missed oh, it. I don't know. I want to go to Comic-Con. But I think the tickets were all sold out. Yeah, probably. It's all right. Well, we're an hour that and 22 minutes in. reminds me. Uh... What are you looking up? Oh, Ahsoka does not pass the reverse Bechdel test. <laughs> And it's delightful. <laughs> I'm enjoying Ahsoka because there's three f- le- female lead characters, and like all the male characters are just like ancillary characters, just barely kind of touching up against the the, ma- the female leads, and they don't interact with each other, and they're not named. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> 
but the storyline is actually really good in Ahsoka. And, and I was, I was, um, I was kind of pleasantly surprised because I was afraid that they were going to do so much fan service for Rebels and um, uh, the Clone Wars that it wasn't going to be something that I could enjoy. Um, but it actually is turning out to be a really... I'm enjoying the show. What are you doing? What's September 23rd? What are you looking up? You gotta say something. That is... There's a sports car memorabilia show in Conway on the 23rd of September. Ooh. What's that, two I weeks from now? really want to... That's two weeks from today. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's plan on going. What is next Saturday? I don't know. The 16th? I think so. I don't know what next Saturday is. I'm just trying to figure out why my calendar has a mark on it. Well, look at it and see. Well, it doesn't say anything other than it says it's Rosh Hashanah. Oh, so that's just a Jewish holiday. Oh. She's showing you on there. Well, I'm not Jewish. (laughs) You could be. You don't know. I might be a little Jewish. You could be as Jewish as George Santos. <laughs> All I gotta do is say that I am, and that's all that matters. <laughs> You're Jewish. <laughs> oh, have you seen the new commercial that they've got where the old guys come back? Like Deion Sanders and all them come back to the game? Mm, no. So it's, it's a... It's, um, it's a football uh, advertisement, and it shows Dan Marino and Deion Sanders and all these guys like playing these positions where they used to play. But every time somebody would like throw them a ball and they catch it, you'd hear bones crunching because you know they're so old. <laughs> and like somebody took down Dan Marino and he was just like laying there. He's like, uh, <laughs> like I'm too old for this shit. Deion Sanders went to he he somebody threw him a ball and he caught it one handed. It, like it was like it was like it's nothing and then when he turned away and nobody could see him he was like oh <laughs> it was great and, and they're like and, and the the whole thing is um yeah it's great to have the legends but we've got the new guys too you know because then they showed like patrick mahomes you know and all, all the new guys that are coming out and then at the very end of the commercial it showed um oh fuck what is his name that kept, keeps coming back off of retirement um um Come on, I'm not going to give it to you. No, you're going to have to. I, nope. I blanked on his name. Nope. I keep wanting to say Dan Marino, but that's wrong. Nope. Um, Brett Favre did Brett, it first. Yeah, well, yeah, no, but it's not Brett Favre. He was one of the ones in the commercial, though. Yeah, come on. I can't remember. Come on. Tell me. Come on, TB. Uh, Tom Brady. There you go. Tom Brady. So they show Tom Brady standing there, and he's watching the commercial on his phone of all the old guys coming back, and he's like, unretirement? Who would do something that silly? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I, I think Aaron or is gonna be the next big one to go. I respect the fact that Tom Brady realizes what a dumb decision it was to unretire. It cost him his marriage and it cost him his career. It a hundred percent did because the whole point of him retiring when he did the first time, Giselle gave up his her career for him she stopped modeling it was his time to give up for her exactly and the deal was he was going to retire at this point and let her go back and then he retired and then went back the next year and she's like fuck you 
you told me this is how this was going to work out and you're not holding up your end of the bargain so fuck you i'm out so then she she divorced him took the kids and then his i mean look at his career in, in football since he's gone back it's it's been absolute horseshit since he went back it's been it's been crap and so it didn't work out the way he wanted it to he lost his wife he lost his career he's gone down you, you always want to leave and leave them wanting more. You don't ever want That's to go like out when, on a bad... Like, like what, it was such a shocker when Barry Sanders retired. Everybody's like, what? What do you mean he retired? But you want to go out on a high note. Everybody's like, no, dude, he was still... He still had a lot of left in the tank. But that, that was a shocker, you know? But he knew himself. He knew he was ready. Yeah. He knew he was ready. And I think the same thing, if, if Tom Brady had done had done the same thing, we would have wanted him to come back, but he would have left on a high note. But it's like you said, that's how you wanted to go out. That's how you want to go out on him, is you want to go out with people wanting you to come back. Yeah. You don't ever want to leave because people think it's time for you to go. You don't want it to get to a point either where it's like, is this dude ever going to fucking hang, hang up his cleats? Yeah. Time for him to go. And and honestly, Tom Brady has been like superhuman. Oh yeah. I mean, he should not be able to superhuman. play the way he does what he did even his last year. He's fucking forty five years old. He should not be playing football the way he's playing. No. But leave him wanting more. Don't ever don't ever let them see your star fade. Because you don't want them to have a bad taste in your mouth when you leave. And unfortunately that's what Tom Brady has given himself is a bad taste in everybody's mouth. So hopefully he can turn this into some cute little memes about unretiring. Maybe, you know, if he's already in on the joke, then that's good. That's, that's, that's real good. good. Yeah. That's real good. At least he's got a sense of humor Still about not it. as good as the other most classic moment of anybody ever being on the joke ever. When the Oreo cookie wouldn't fit in the glass. <laughs> and Barack was like, oh, thanks, Obama. <laughs> That was the best one I ever seen. Just the look he had on his face. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> I love it when somebody's in on the joke. Oh, that just oh, just makes my heart happy. Well, we are an hour and 30 minutes in. You think it's about time to call it quits for the night? I think that's a good time to call it. And I think I'm definitely going to post this one tonight. Please do. I don't want to think that I... You know, I'm not even going to say that. I almost said I don't want to feel like I wasted my time. Because even if last week's was a shitty podcast because we weren't really prepared for it, I still enjoyed it doing it with you. Yeah, it was fun. You know, it, uh, it wasn't a waste of time. Well, okay. So last week's podcast, we got 45 minutes into it, and I was sitting there trying to figure out what else are we going to talk about. Yeah. This week, we we're an hour and 35 minutes, an hour and 30 minutes into it, and I'm like, man, we, we could go for another half an hour. Easy. Easy. But we're going to call it quits because nobody wants to listen to I don't know if you could this. go for another half hour. I don't know if you could go for a half hour. <laughs> I, I, go, I can go for like two or three minutes. Least. Maybe. Least. Two or three day. minutes. That's minutes. if you're not. That's if you, that's if you're not stroking it too hard. <laughs> I'm not too difficult. Too tired. You got to think about baseball for a minute. Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna call it quits. 
you can reach us on all of the socials. Um, I am at Cricket Shay on most of them. If you can't reach me at Cricket Shay, I'm at Cricket Shay the number one. And that's on Instagram and threads, at Cricket Shay the number one. Everything else is at Cricket Shay. Get me on Facebook. Get me on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. I'm sorry. That's dumb. That's a porn site. Um, you can get me on threads. You can get me on Facebook. Not you can get me. Porn site. It's not even a good porn site, right? He wanted to call that shit X videos. Yeah, because he's a dumbass. Because he's a fucking dumbass. But anyway, um, get us there. Get us anywhere. You can text me if you want to. And we'll talk to you later. We love you. Bye.